Nobody Asked Her Opinion, a podcast where two complete idiotas sit down and talk about all things pop culture. This idiota is Joanna, and she's back. Joanna's back, and this idiota is JJ. Guess who's back in the house? Reunited, and it feels so good. Um, so yeah, so first I was in tech. Um, thank you, Jonathan, for the lovely toad scream. Um, that was (laughs) inserted into the episode. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll listen to this episode because I've been in tech. And gets to a point, hey, let's throw it to Joanna for some tech talk. And then all of a sudden it was just a toad scream. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, so that was the thing that happened. And then uh, we were supposed to all go see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and then record a podcast. And that didn't happen because Joanna got the COVID. Wee. Ten out of ten, don't recommend. Um, but um, our lady here, we are vaxxed. We are boosted. Uh, we'll probably get double boosted when I can now that I've had it. And I'm like, ooh, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's prevent this from happening again. Well, because it's, again, it's one of those things is that does the vaccine prevent you from getting COVID? No. It just helps minimize the symptoms. And what before the vaccine the vaccine and the booster i probably would have died or at least been so sick that i wouldn't be talking to you still but after almost 10 days i'm so much better so oh 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 much better than before yeah um no i'm doing better um i slept 12 hours after i tested positive and then uh, woke up and then slept another 10 hours. Um, and then was like, cool, sleeping's fun. Um, then I dealt with, you know, body aches, a little bit of coughing, uh, stuffed up runny nose, um, headache. Um, I don't think I ever got the fever. So that's nice. And so dealt with that for a few days and then felt a little bit better. Did not do theater because I'm a responsible person and told my director right away that I can't do a show. Um, and an understudy went on, who was awesome. And uh, yeah, but we are on the road to being back in the theater this weekend. I'll be back at work on Friday. Getting back to life. Back Getting back to, to life. life. Back to reality. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, life is good. Um, yeah, get your vaccines, people. It makes you feel better. Um, <laughs> because it worked for me. Uh, yeah, and just in general, just be safe, y'all. Just be safe. Be safe. Because even the safest of people, like moi, uh, can still get caught unawares because who the fuck knows. Because um, it's a fucking pandemic. It's everywhere. <laughs> it's still everywhere. Um, God. So. 
PSA. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but um, a fun fact, I did talk to our uh, unpaid intern, Natalia, earlier today. We chatted on the phone, and she had mentioned that um, she hated people. And I said, girl, do I have a song for you? Yay. And so I sent her the hit song, I Hate People by Willow Hill. And she went, I need this on a playlist like yesterday. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, God, it's been, okay, well, we can't do a Drag Race Charlie right off the bat. <laughs> no, we got it. We got, we got eased into it, but we, we've been, uh, we got uh, Drag Race Blue Balls because we haven't been able to talk about it for so long. Well, that, and it's like, it's it's been the finale since the last time we spoke so or the last time we podcasted so we haven't had really drag race happening so we're just like chomping at the bit for our next next fix well i don't like did we i don't think we even talked about drag race finale no that's what i'm saying i don't yeah. think we talked about it i know it aired but i don't think we talked ended up talking about it I don't think we did either. I don't know. Neither here nor there. We'll get to it when we get to it. Let's talk about... Let's get into this news gig. Um, so, Fred so, Savage is a dick. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, he's a, not a good man. He's been accused of uh, inappropriate conduct and has been uh, forced... To, out of his executive producer and director roles for the Wonder Years reboot. Yeah. Well, so I will say, so again, everything's alleged. So um, maybe he's not really a dick. Maybe it was just something else. But I mean, probably a dick, Um, which is sad and unfortunate. But what's great about the production is that they were like, hey, so these allegations have come forward. And to keep everybody here safe, we're just going to ask you to leave. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, if, has he, has he like, made an official statement or his people made an official statement? I don't recall. I haven't seen anything since, I, yeah. since the article came out. So um, probably not. Maybe. Um, and it could just be, again, one of those things that for legal purposes they can't make a statement yet until they deal with stuff who knows i don't know because it's no. a very there's not a whole lot of information except for hey france fred savage maybe a douchebag yeah and and all it, went, again okay. it's kind of it, it, it comes i think it's for a lot of people this comes as a sh- as a shock just because he grew up i mean this was uh he was working on a remake of the show that made his, you know, had started his career. And, you know, I'm, he was kind of he's, a... He's the kid from The Princess Bride. Right. And so, like, you... I think a lot of people have, like, very fond memories of Fred Savage and, you know, that kind of thing. Not that that, you know, should weigh in uh, if these allegations are, in fact, true. But, you know, I think that's what I think the initial shock of it is that people are like wow of of the people that i would think uh you know would have allegations lobbied against them a fred savage who seems so wholesome and you know i don't know so so seemingly loved by you know fans in hollywood alike that uh these things this comes as a, as a shock 
I mean, it's always the ones you least least suspect, though. Because remember when all that shit came out about uh, the guy who played Eric Camden on Seventh Heaven? No. Oh, you didn't hear about that? Apparently, he's the mm-hmm. monster. No, what happened with Eric Camden? Um, I want to say it came out that he was like inappropriate with like minors. Well, he worked with a lot of minors on that show, from my understanding. Oh, you know who I am? Eric Camden's the dad, right? Yeah. Okay, I was thinking of the oldest son. Oh, no, he's fine. We still like him. That's why I was like, no, I have not heard. Yeah. No, Eric Camden, the dad. Uh, Stephen Collins. I just Googled his name. Yes, 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 yes. Now, I do remember. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, no, no. He is a monster. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was confused. I was like, no way. Not two people from the same show. (laughs) Good Lord. No, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's the ones you least suspect. But when... I saw this article. The first thing that popped into my brain was, remember that episode of Boy Meets World where Fred Savage played the douchebag teacher who hit on Topanga? (gasps) And it was one of those things that you're like, oh, look how well he plays slimy. And you're like, oh, well, maybe he's got a slime ball. Oh, I do remember that. And they even had like a whole like hearing about it, too. Yeah, because he was inappropriate with the student. That was because she was a student at the time. I remember. Yes. Yeah. So that was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, when life <laughs> imitates art. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, I don't really have a whole lot more on Fred Savage just because we don't have really a whole lot more information about it. But uh, yeah, Fred Savage. I hope you're not a dick. But I mean, probably are. But hope it's not true. But yeah, we'll just have we'll to wait. We'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to wait and wait and see what like uh, how the because I know they're you know quote unquote doing an investigation. So we'll just have to wait and see what comes out of that. Yeah. So um, instead, let's talk about Dolly Parton. Yeah, who's not a dick. Who's in fact who's not a, a dick. <laughs> an angel sent from heaven. In fact, um, but. Congratulations for uh, are, are in order for Hello Dolly because or not her Hello Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hello Dolly. For Hello Dolly. No, it's because that's literally the first the first line of the article. <laughs> that's so dumb. No. Oh my God, so stupid. But yeah, well, Dolly Parton got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. More like Dolly Parton finally said, "Sure, I'll let you induct me into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." This bitch has turned it down so many times. Right, and it, and it just—I don't know. It's I I appreciate the fact that she's like, oh, you know, just so humble that she's like, y'all don't need to induct me into no rock and roll hall of fame i am not at that caliber like there are other people who are more more worthy than i am and everybody's like shut up darley yes you are <laughs> let us give you awards let us let us let us shower you with praise <laughs> oh dolly oh we love her so much uh, and she, uh, she, uh, the f- she um, is amongst uh, fellow inductees Pat Benatar, Lionel Richie, 
Um, Get it. Carly Simon. Get Harry it. Belafonte. Get it. Duran Duran. Get it. Eurythmics. Ooh, get it. Yeah. Judas Priest and Eminem. What, what? I'm here for it. I've been on a big Eminem kick lately. Um, it could be the fact that I've been staring at the same bedroom walls for a week. Or longer. <laughs> um, but, like, it's... I've just been like, oh, yeah, remember that Eminem song? Let's watch this. Randomly popped up on my YouTube feed. Like, remember the movie 8 Mile? Remember how they had, like, that whole series of rap battles at the end? You want to watch them? Because they're all compiled on a YouTube video. I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. Let's watch. Yes. Let's watch these, like, rap battles. Oh, man. Remember Anthony Mackie was in that movie? Yep. Because I, uh... I keep forgetting he's in there. He's Papa Doc. He was the biggest douchebag. And wasn't uh, a, a young Mackay Pfeiffer in that Mackay movie? Mackay Pfeiffer was in that movie. Um, uh, Brittany Murphy was in that movie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, God. That movie is... I, like, I need to watch 8 Mile God, again. Throwback. Throwback. Right? Right? That movie came out like 20 God. years ago. Yeah, literally. Like... I think more, more, possibly more than because I think I was definitely in high school when that movie came out. Yeah, I remember being in high school when the movie came out too. Because I so remember at, at the very least. I remember re- wanting to watch the movie. I didn't go see it in theaters, but I rented it from Blockbuster. and my mom because it was rated r my mom had to watch it first to make sure that it was okay for me to watch it so Mm -hmm. because it was one of those random times when my mom was like i'm going to parent you right now um for like the things you watch and i'm like okay random time to pick it but okay and so my mom has also seen eight mile which i think is just a fun fact in life (laughs) get it get it um but um yeah congrats to dolly because we love love it love it love it we love her okay deserves it she do um so the next news i was gonna put on here that you but you had already gotten on there so this news is so big that it has crossed the streams into your life yep Yep, this very rarely ever happens, but the the Doctor Who news shows up on my feed because... I'm um, so excited! Because <laughs> they have announced that they uh, the new the, Doctor will be the, a man of color. Oh, we getting a black man as the Doctor. Although, like, it will be... So it's the first black man playing the Doctor, but we have had a black female playing the doctor for um, a few random episodes um, part of the storyline going on and not gonna lie kind of thought that she was gonna be just the next iteration of the doctor but the way that it's been set up like she can come back at any point and been mm-hmm. like I'm the doctor and be like oh hey remember that one chick she's the doctor now and we'd be like, whoa, because she's been great. Um, but yeah, so uh, Jodie Whittaker, who is the uh, officially the doctor right now, is passing the torch to um, Nakuti 
Gatwa? I probably it's pr- butchered. It's pronounced Shuti from the Shuti. from a, a a video that I saw, but Shuti Gatwa. Gatwa is, is how you pronounce the name. Okay, I never would have guessed considering it's spelled N C U T I. Yeah, but, it's a it's a very uh, but dialects. To, yeah. <laughs> Because languages exist. Because languages <laughs> exist. Um, but uh, he's been cast. Um, from what I understand, because I have not seen Sex Education yet. I have heard only good things. But I have not sat down and actually watched Sex Education yet. Um, but the everything that I've read about him is that he is very funny. And um, very energetic, which is what you need when you have a doctor. And I think that um, it's really exciting to, one, see a person of color um, be the main uh, person going in for the doctor as the doctor. Um, But also just to hear, um, because Russell T. Davies is coming back to be the showrunner. He was the showrunner back in 2005 for um when the reboot happened and he was there through all of Eccleston and I think through all of David Tennant and I think him and Stephen Moffat tagged out like tagged each other in when Matt Smith took over so we haven't seen so then we had all of Matt Smith all of Peter Capaldi and all of Jodie Whittaker so we've had three doctors since we've had Russell T. Davies back in charge. So it's been 15 years. We're excited for Russell T. Davies to Whoa. come back. Yeah. I forget that this, such a, this is such a long-running, like, show. Like, this is... The show has been going on for, I think, since, like, the 60s or something? Like, was it Oh, yeah, no. Uh, we are approaching the, 60, the 60th anniversary episode. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's that's like mind blowing. Oh yeah, no, I mean, granted, it's taken some hiatuses here and there, because um, we had like a, a a pretty big stint where there wasn't the show wasn't on TV, but we had like Paul McGann in there for like a movie, uh, bit. But we haven't had, but it's been for the most part going strong for almost a solid sixty years now. Um, the reboot has been going on since 2005. Well, damn. So, yeah. I mean, so good two, on them. Yeah, so since 2005, we've had a, a slew of uh, doctors. So since, uh, yeah, since then. So that started with the ninth doctor. And Shooty will be the 14th doctor. 14th. Um, work. Yeah, so it's really exciting. Uh, I'm really excited to see um, a new take. We have a new episode with Jody still. So I think she still has, I think, two or three more episodes of like random episodes that she's getting to kind of ease her out. And then she'll hit her regeneration episode. And then we'll get Shooty. And then we'll have. A new season of Who, yeah, which means, which means I'm going to have all sorts of fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and from my understanding, Jody was the first female uh, yes. 
to play the uh, to play the main role, right? To play the doctor, yes. Yeah. Uh, Jodie Jody was the first female doctor. And fanboys everywhere lost their minds. Well, I don't know about a girl playing the doctor. Right. Um, it was a thing. Um, well, people weren't sure about Peter Capaldi before him because he was, like, older. Even though the original doctor from, like, the original, like, the OG series when it first came out was an old man. And Peter Capaldi was an older man. It was like, it was fine. It was just he wasn't young and cute like Matt Smith or David Tennant. Um, right. So people are always going to find something to complain about. Now people are going to complain because, you know, he's not white. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Try... <laughs> <laughs> he handsome. So I got eye candy to look at again. I'm so excited. Although Jenny Whitaker is a very pretty lady. I mean, I... I, I, I... I don't know who Jodie Whittaker is off the top of my head. Can't I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, but I'm sure she was a a wonderful uh, in the role of the Doctor. Oh yeah, no, she was fun. She brought a bunch of new light. Um, I would say for anybody who wants to see something Jodie Whittaker's been in that's not Doctor Who to watch Broadchurch because she was wonderful in Broadchurch, mm-hmm. and David Tennant was in Broadchurch. And he was wonderful in that also. Oh, I love British television. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm really excited. I don't think we have any announcements on who uh, any of his companions might be or anything like that yet. But yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll start getting those announcements rolling in as we get closer. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and then we'll end on some news that I really don't care about, but, um, Apple's discontinuing the iPod. I only really, really brought this up only just because it makes me feel real old. (laughs) Because I definitely remember when, like, the iPod first came out and it was like, fucking revolutionary and everybody in the world <coughs> to get it and like they had those like really trendy ass commercials with the, you know, the the white the white headphones and like the figures dance like the the, 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 the black and white yeah the uh the, like the silhouettes of people dancing that were all different colors oh man i mean it, it was it, it felt like it was just like yesterday that like the iPod was like released, but and th- at least for me, that was really my uh, kind of in, in first real Apple product because I never had like a uh, a Mac a computer before. We, uh, our household was mostly PC, and uh, I bought my first iPod Touch like back in like two thousand, maybe like eight or nine, something crazy like that. Oh, yeah. See, I was never that cool. I didn't get, like, I never had an iPod. I, my first Apple product was when I got my iPhone. Yeah. In, like, 2010. Right, right, right. But I'm just, like, it's just, like, wild that, like, oh, now this this item that was, like, at, at, a, at the time, like, the epitome of, like, Apple products now has been, like, now it's basically obsolete because everybody can stream music from their phones now. So there's no real use for an iPod Touch, especially since 
uh, phone can do everything that an iPod Touch can and make calls. And do phone calls. Or, I mean, also, why do you need a small one when, like, you don't need an iPod, an iPhone, and an iPad, and your MacBook? <laughs> I mean, some people do. I mean, there are a lot of Apple, like, loyalists who will consume their products regardless and have... Oh, I'm just saying you know, that the, the uh, when you have an iPhone and an iPad, your iPod becomes redundant. I mean, I would say even just having the phone is redundant enough as it is because it just it it does everything that the iPod Touch can and make calls. No, I know, but I'm saying like <laughs> if you wanted something that just held your music, you can have an iPad, like because it'll have all the space and that not necessarily all the things you would need for your phone. Also, um, it's just bigger. <laughs> Right, and then they like they doubled down with like the iPod Shuffle and the iPod Nano, and that was like all these like different iterations of the first one, which was like a brick compared to our like modern technology, where it was like you can like kill somebody if you <laughs> if you like if you threw it at them. Oh yeah, so no, uh, the original like the first gen iPod was definitely a, is now considered a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> right, it's like it, it could be de- it can definitely be used as like a blunt weapon in a pinch. But I was just was like, damn, I'm hella old now. Like now, i iPods don't exist anymore, or they're going to be not you know essentially obsolete this year and yeah like, you huh, can they're they're not producing cool. anymore there are still some out for sale that are out in the world so they're not gone they're just not making anymore yeah they're just not making them anymore they don't make them like they used to <laughs> <laughs> although i say meh um but on that meh let's talk about some drag race oh my god Oh, Lord. Oh, baby. I want to talk about Drag Race. Um, so, JJ is going to set up for the Drag Race 20, where for 20 minutes to 20 minutes only, we are going to talk about all things RuPaul's Drag Race and drag queens and any other gay shit we can squish in there. Um, it's going to be some gay shit. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about it all in our 20 minutes when the time it goes ding we're going to stop because that's what 20 minutes means and 20 minutes no second more because damn it when you give them what is it when you give a when you give a mouse a cookie <laughs> when you give I, a queer drag race <laughs> when you give a queer the topic of drag race you have to limit it to 20 minutes because it is not going to end in 20 minutes if you don't if you don't police it but i'm ready when you are with the timer okie dokie time starts now okay Oh my god. Okay, so we've had a whole finale that we need to talk about that, that we haven't really talked about. I mean, we've talked about it, but we haven't talked about it here yet. Yeah, yeah. Ah! Okay, so congratulations to Miss Willow Pill. I am um, I am happy that she won, but it was one of those moments that right when they're about to announce it, I'm like, they're going to say Willow Pill, and I'm kind of sad because I really love Lady Campton. Yeah, I think Lady Camden really sn- was like a sleeper kind of hit right at the very end there. 
where she was kind of not necessarily like bottom ever really um but she was no she was only the only time she was in the bottom was when everybody was in the bottom for when everybody was (laughs) when everybody was in the bottom otherwise yeah she's uh she's never been in the bottom either safe or in the top and like she won uh, like as she started uh uh winning more like challenges like her it felt like that she was gaining confidence and it uh, i think lady camden in or and her arc is kind of a really smart way to play drag race where you start off and just you know you just be kind of consistent consistently like you know in the top or you know save so that way you can you know get to the next uh get to the next you know week and then you know slowly kind of build momentum until you can like really get your moment like her freddie her like her freddie mercury uh uh on the on the the main stage that's when we were just like oh oh this bitch knows what's up yeah you're like she's she's you know she's she's competing on another level that these girls well even that that whole episode that because that was the daytona wins and that was maxine (laughs) yeah no in a room full of farts she was an actress (laughs) absolutely because if you notice she was the only one that didn't have a whole like i think she only had like maybe she had like one fart that was added to hers but like they they like left her alone they're like oh oh she's actually she's actually just good (laughs) Yeah, let's let's not mess with the gold she's giving us. We can, you know, camp up the others because God knows that they need a little bit of zhuzhing. Um, Jasmine Kennedy. I was just going to say, I don't know what Jasmine Kennedy's accent was, but it was wild and... (laughs) and (laughs) It was was an accent. (laughs) It was an accent. Definitely wore... uh, It was southern adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that accent was south of something. <laughs> south of south of nowhere is what it was. <laughs> um, no, but Camden, man, she was so good. I mean, her musical was amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, can we talk about the fact that during that lip sync, Lala Perusa, her in Vogue lip sync was magic. Well, that, didn't they? Uh, that was with. Uh, was that the one with Bosco? Yeah. Well, yeah, where they, they where they did they, that Emmy shot? <laughs> oh yes, they like milked that like foreground background shot of the two girls, and I was like, okay, okay, we're we're this is the one going in for the Emmy submission for cinematography. Right? This, this is the episode they're submitting for <laughs> for the crew because damn that like. It was beautiful. It was a be- it was beautifully shot, and it was such a and especially at the exact moment that they chose, it was yeah. like, uh, emotionally really really like uh, a good part really, of the song. It, it was a very yeah. So like it it definitely worked with what was going on. But yeah, I was really impressed with Lady Camden, and I thought like I think she had. I mean, I, I as much as I really like Willow Pill's song, I thought. Lady Camden's number for the finale and her song was probably the best of the bunch. I think as a full performance, yeah, as a full performance, like hers, uh, hers was fascinating. It was, it was 
energetic. It built. It had a reveal. Um, it was a reveal, reveal was that sickening. I didn't see coming. <laughs> For real. Like, oh, the entire tutu was just like rolled right off of her body. And you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> no, it was great. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Like, I loved Willow's uh, number because um, relatable content. Oh, um, super relatable content. And her fucking reveals on her song were Chef's Kiss. That was glorious to reveal oh, um, the fun heads fact. and... Yeah. Oh, no. I know the fun fact that you're going to say, but continue. A fun fact that the, that costume was made by Utica Queen? Absolutely by Utica Queen. Because uh, I, I think she posted a, 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 like, a bunch of like compilation videos like on Instagram? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I think it was like, yeah, it's like some time-lapse videos. Yeah, of them like constructing it and things like that. And, uh, and, and I was like, of course this is a Utica garment. This of clear. This has, of course, a Utica queen would make this, for sure. Oh yeah, this makes total sense. <laughs> okay, so for me though, this whole season is uh kind of like one of those. Um, if I had a nickel every time a quirky queen from Denver who has an autoimmune disorder, um, made it to the top of the uh made it to the finals against all odds, um. For the top two, uh, for the top two to be a uh, a foreigner ballerina um, who had four wins and was dominating the competition um, to uh, for that uh, quirky quirky girl from Denver to win. Uh, I'd have two quarters, but it's, it's I'd have two nickels, but it's crazy it happened twice. <laughs> yeah, it's very like haven't I seen this before? I was like, oh my god, it's season 11, but all the characters are more likable. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's hysterical. But, I mean, not wrong. Absolutely not wrong. But I, 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 I did enjoy uh, uh, Willow Pill's performance, too. I, I really got a kick out of that. And I kind of... I dug her, her uh, like costume for I thought her costume for her like final lipstick against Lady Camden was ridiculous I will say and there have I've heard this mirrored by some uh, uh, by some other uh, drag race royalty and just gay faggotry on the internet that it would have been sickening if underneath the giant blazer and the giant pants she wore just giant underwear Yes, I I, uh, I concur with the uh, with the faggotry. <laughs> um, I think it would be his. It would have been hysterical. Hysterical. Um, I uh, I had a thought and it flittered away from my brains. Um, she, it'll she come fly, back. Don't bother me. <laughs> She'll come back. I promise. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I mean like that uh, when it comes down to it either one of those queens deserve the crown I think you know it it honestly and I've said this before some especially when with Drag Race in its form now 
essentially the season kind of doesn't matter until uh, considering like what uh, what happens in the finale like you can i mean we've seen it happen time and time again but like queens will you know queens who consistently do well i mean like willow only won what one challenge willow had uh, willow had i think one challenge when she won the ball yeah, she won the ball, and That's was just it. like consistently in the top for the uh, for the rest of the uh, season, minus the Lollapalooza. But you know, yeah, <laughs> but like, and you know, Bosco had won three or four, and so oh, she and had the same. Lady. She had the same amount of wins as Lady Camden, but she was in the bottom like three times. Right, she had so like if we're speaking track record, Lady Camden should have been crowned. But that's not the that's not what happens at the finale of a drag race season. I mean, it's, if I'm I, I'm gonna say, I don't think unless Lady Camden had pulled out some Sasha Velour uh flower petals like craziness, there was no way that Willow wasn't going to win. I think that that was that was what production wanted. Because it was, it's a fascinating story. It's season 11, 2.0. It's, uh, we haven't seen something like that happen before. Um, it's, uh, Willow is beloved by everybody. Um, so it's not even as, like, controversial of a win, like, when Evie won. Because everybody was like, but Brooklyn. But Brooklyn, though. <laughs> uh, even though Evie is fierce and we love her. It was like, but Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know. Brooklyn won in the long run. She's got her own television show. She's got her own television. She's fine. She's doing fine. She's going to be hosting Canada versus the world here soon. Right. And uh, that's another thing. Like, ultimately, who wins Drag Race doesn't really dictate, like, as far as, like, which of the queens, like, their which of their careers, like, really, like, skyrocket. Like, I would argue that a, a lot of the more well-known queens and the queens that are workhorses and get a lot of the gigs aren't always the, aren't the winners. Like, it's the, it's your, you know, it's your Kennedy Davenports. It's your Trixie's. Well, she won. I was going to uh, say, Trixie won. Trixie doesn't count. It's Katia. <laughs> but your Katia's, your Alyssa Edwards's, you know, it's, it's. Your Shangela. Your Shangela's. It's all these, like, it's your congenialities and your runners-up that often those, their careers kind of, like, rocket into the stratosphere. Not that I'm saying, like, a win isn't, like, worth, uh, winning Drag Race isn't worth it. Like, you know, a Bianca has really sailed through um, and had her career soar since winning Drag Race. Um... You know, Jinx has been doing a lot with since her win from Drag Race. Uh, Bob has doing been doing a lot since his. I mean, he's got two specials out, for, uh, I think two, on like Amazon. Like, I mean, and hello, we're here. <laughs> and we're here for sure, absolutely. And so, like, you know, I think that if I think if you you just need to get to the top five, top four. And you're golden. You don't even have to win. Yeah, sure, maybe they did get a chunk of money this this season, though. Like, all, just like oh yeah, even Camden walked Camden walked away with money this time. Yeah, and so like I mean, just as a collective like season, there so much money was just being tossed at these queens. Oh yeah, and so I, 
I'm hoping that they they because they can't go back. They can't go back to a hundred thousand. They've upped the prize money. They've given a second place prize. Like they they can't go back. So I hope that the money like just keeps going up because honestly, the drag race prize pool has been in reality competition life one of the smaller prize pools across exactly everything. Oh, like. For sure. Big Brother, they win like a million dollars or something yeah, stupid like that. Like, and they don't have to, act. They don't have to like learn lines and put on musicals or you know, and so garments out of nothing. Uh, while talking know, they, about their dead moms. <laughs> while talking about their dead moms and have like sickening like makeup done, like it's they ask a lot of these girls for like essentially pennies, which is nice that you know the upcoming all season uh all winter season uh all stars i'm so excited all stars seven are we on all stars seven seven and so like they upped it to two hundred thousand, which is nice i mean is that has that been announced because i haven't heard a prize announcement i I heard that was i thought they doubled oh i thought like i want to say that that was rumored but i could be wrong i could have missed the t for that but that was just like. But the, I mean, like, the, come on! You're gonna ask all these winners to come back and only compete for a hundred thousand? No, exactly. Like they need to make more. But also, um, the what I heard is that there it's gonna be a non-elimination season for at Which, least the first yeah. for the first like at least half of the season. They're not gonna eliminate anybody, and it's gonna be like a point thing until like the last couple of episodes. Right, which I think they have to do something with the All Stars like formula because if anything, if they learned anything from UK, UK versus, versus the, world, the world, that like the format is bonkers crazy and it, it needs to, we need to do some revamping. Well, and also for winners, like what winner is going to come back and then be the first out? Yeah, like that's it's, that's such like a it's almost like disrespectful in a way. And that the only thing I can think of is like, what if Raja was the first out and we were robbed of all of her runways? I can't handle that. Yeah. Or like I need a, Raja's runways. Or like if a Jinx got eliminated in the first act, in, uh, first episode, and we didn't get to see any of her co- comedy, any of her acting. Like. Oh yeah, no. Be, I was like, <laughs> I love how there's nothing about Jinx's runways. They're <laughs> like, Jinx's runways will happen. Jinx has runways. <laughs> she will be on one. <laughs> she will be on one. She will walk one. <laughs> what is it? What did Tia Coffee say? She's like, I am wearing a garment. <laughs> it is on my body. It is on my body. <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, Jinx, I'm I'm lost my train of thought because we were, we went on like eight different tangents there. But like, yeah, I think, uh, I think moving forward, it would be stupid for Drag Race not to like keep the hundred fifty thousand prize money, if not even bump it up even more, and have even more for All Stars and give them like a quarter million. I don't know, because Drag Race is, Drag Race ain't going nowhere. I'm sure adverti- advertising companies are chomping at the bit to like pay for ad space during the program, like. They're making money. Clearly, they're just giving it away to these queens. <laughs> right? Apparently, they need to have Cash App always sponsor Drag Race because they're like, hey, money, we have it. Have have money, ladies. Have the monies. 
And you don't Except for Maddie Morphus's. <laughs> right? Except for Maddie Morphus's. Maddie Morphus's, you win a golden boot and that's it. You win a golden boot and that's it. Oh, Maddie was robbed. I want to see her on some All-Stars, even though Willem is venomously against it. <laughs> well, 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 Willem is Willem. Uh, Willem can be against all, anything Willem can be against. And, well, and I think Willem fine. is like, <laughs> but also I feel like Willem is more playfully against it because Willem talks a lot of shit about Maddie, and we all know if uh, Willem is talking shit, that means she actually loves you. Yeah. I don't think Maddie has nothing to worry about. Like I said, like I think you don't. These girls will be will be fine. Like I don't think that we have to worry about a Maddie Morphosis. I would say that maybe before casting another straight contestant, that maybe we get an AFAB queen, perhaps, or maybe a bearded queen on a main season of Drag Race. We've already had some on some of the uh, international uh, seasons. International seasons, so like, you know, let's get a bearded queen up in this up in this gig. You know, if you know, not to, maybe it'd be overstepping uh, the Boulet brothers, but maybe a drag king. You know, maybe, you know, there's there's still a lot of there's still a lot of performers and types of drag that. Like we didn't, we on a main season of Drag Race, we haven't had like a, uh, um, oh my god, her name is escaping me. She was on U, the UK season three. She did the uh, uh, char- charity case. Oh yeah. We haven't had like a, a ghoulish. Not like, since Sharon Needles. And even then, Sharon Needles is Drag Race is is light compared to like some of the stuff that's really out there. And even oh, Sharon yeah. Needles was Sharon Needles light compared to Sharon Needles. <laughs> I mean, fair, but also Sharon Needles is also like a monster in real life, so. Uh, fair. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think, hasn't Aquaria like come out and said like, yeah, uh, Sharon Needles is not my... Yeah, no, stop saying she's my drag mom. I, I refuse. Not my drag mom, yeah. <laughs> even though they have like said like multiple different times like oh yeah we're drag family but as of right now Aquarius has disowned her mother and we're okay with that I mean we'll work you go Aquaria <laughs> but definitely excited for I mean it's coming up soon I think is it is it next week what what's what's today what is life what is life yeah. it is currently May 12th I think it airs May 20th because it's I think because drag con drag drag cons this weekend yeah, and I think it, it airs. And then it's the week con. after DragCon, so it's the twentieth. Yeah, so I want to say it's the twentieth. So I mean, we're coming up, we're coming up to a new season of uh, Drag Race All Stars, so this will be uh, exciting, and I'm so excited, so excited to see uh, some, these queens. I uh, can't can't wait, can't wait, but I have to because that's how time works. <laughs> I. Do you know how many spoiler videos I have avoided from the interwebs? I mean, you'd have to. I, I, I don't. I somehow managed to avoid avoid them, but then again. Well, I mean, they pop up on nope. my thing like they haven't. Oh. Time is up. Yeah, well, okay. Fuck off then. Fuck my drag. Fuck my drag. Fuck um, your drag. Fuck our drag. We'll be back when we fuck drag.
a dragonfly. Maxine. Up do. We're back now. Hi. Because sometimes you gotta be your own soundboard. Which is us all the time. (laughs) Okay, so normally in this part of the program, uh, we talk about like a Marvel television show or a Star Wars television show or some sort of superhero thing or something that Disney was like, watch it and enjoy it. And we go, yes, daddy. Um, Yes, papa. (laughs) But um, those things don't come out till the end of the month. So, um, instead, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about the movies Joanna saw before she got COVID, which is, spoiler alert, not Doctor Strange yet. <laughs> Come gather round, children. <laughs> gather Come round. gather round for story time with Joanna. Okay. So, the movie I went and saw first was... Everything, everywhere, all at once. And the main thing I need to say about this movie is that you need to go fucking see it. I know. I really want to see it so badly. It's so wonderfully filmed. It had no budget. And they still managed to do lots of wonderful things with it. The acting is phenomenal. Well, we we stand Michelle Yeoh. We do stand uh, Michelle Yeoh. But... Um, remember our friend Short Round from Indiana Jones 2, the only person that we actually liked in that fucking movie? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He plays Michelle Yeoh's husband. Work! Short Round grew up. He's um, long round. <laughs> hard, I'm gonna go hard, die. hard, hard. I'm gonna go die in a corner now. <laughs> so yeah, Kihi Kwan is in this movie. He plays Waymond. And not Raymond. Not Raymond. Waymond. Waymond. Okay, got it. Um, and he also this was his like delve back into acting after like 20, 30 years. No way. Yeah, he just stopped acting because like he just didn't want to anymore. And then he came back and he's doing this movie and he's wonderful like that's exciting he's so good like he's really good at acting um i completely forgot that jamie lee curtis was in this movie until that bitch popped up on my screen and i was like oh hey she is ridiculous in this movie i mean i feel like jamie lee curtis doesn't get enough like like praise and accolades for the things she does like oh i think she does i think she just doesn't get to do i just don't think she does stupid shit like this enough and you can tell she was just like i'm having fun i'm gonna be silly yeah let's get more silly ass jamie lee curtis yeah no it's great like i think the script is fun i think the little bit of, like, criticism I've heard is, like, people are like, well, this movie is not for everybody. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's not for everybody. The 8% of people who didn't like it on Rotten Tomatoes, them people can go it's, fuck it's off. those people. <laughs> those, those people. people not for them. No, I mean, because it's, it's ridiculously silly 
for the vast majority of it. Like, so the movie starts off as just like a movie. It's uh, Michelle Yeoh and her husband. So Michelle Yeoh plays a woman named Evelyn. So it's Evelyn and her husband, Waymond, and their um, adult gay daughter, Joy. And they are taking care of um, Evelyn's dad. Um, and they own a laundry mat. And what they need to do is get their taxes done for their laundry mat. And on their, like, everything's kind of going normal until randomly, like, you see in a security camera, all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, you see Waymond do, like, 15 backflips and jump off and do, like, and grab something. And then go back to exactly what he was doing talking. You're like, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then you keep watching. And then when Michelle, when uh, Evelyn and her family, uh, her husband and her dad, get to the office, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Deidre, is their, like, insurance or uh, yeah, their uh, their tax person, and it's them just trying to do their taxes, but the multiverse decides to happen. Damn it, Doctor Strange! Oh wait, no, that's the wrong movie. <laughs> <clears throat> and it ends up out of nowhere being a heartwarming tale about family and expectations, and I'm like. God damn it, Disney, you've already, like, I've already watched two of these movies where I've cried about family expectations and shit. Because I watched Encanto and I watched Turning Red. And now all of a sudden, A24 is like, let's get in those feels also. <laughs> let's talk about family tragedy and family trauma. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, um, no spoilers, the most, one of the most poignant scenes in the entire film happens between two rocks. I'm glad that that is a statement that you said into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> like that um, is bizarre bonkers. <laughs> it is poignant and beautiful and you go, wow. Um, yeah, it's great. And um, it is also currently A24's um, highest grossing film of all time. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. Because I know that, like, uh, you know, as Michelle Yeoh has been doing, like, the press junket, it's, she's, like, been just expounding on, like, how grateful she is that this movie has, like, uh, she was able to, like, get an opportunity to get to portray this character and to have a role kind of like this and show off her, like acting skills and to you know really help like pull represent you know continue representation moving forward in uh um in films and she was just, like the, every interview that i've seen with her she was just like so so just grateful for a chance to be part of this movie and, and i love it i love michelle Yeoh. um so yeah go see this movie because it's wonderful and i really really enjoyed it um the next movie I went and saw, like, literally the next day, um, like, I literally, I got out of tech week, got, did my final show, and I went and saw this movie. 
And then, uh-huh. um, like, for the week, I was like, I miss movies. And then the very next day, I went to the movie theater again. And I saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring one Nicolas Cage. Starring Nicolas Cage about Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes, except for this Nick Cage. So Nicolas Cage... The actor that we are all aware of spells his name N-I-C. This Nicolas Cage spells his name N-I-C-K. That's how you know it's a different Nicolas Cage. Oh, I was, I mean, I was in a fit of confusion until you clarified that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and so, so things that we need to know about Nicolas Cage is that Nicolas Cage was obviously hit a point where he was in massive debt. And just took every role that would come to him so he can get out of said debt. Um, Nicolas Cage also stopped doing a lot of acting for a little while to be able to spend time with his family. After he, like, yanked himself out of debt doing a bunch of crappy movies. Um, And so this movie, it kind of spoofs a little bit of the fact that, like, he kind of would do anything for... A role, but it was also kind of like a love letter to the things that Nicolas Cage did that were really well received and loved. Um, it's also a poking fun at the mythicism that is, you know, Nick Cage. And <laughs> it's also, it's just silly. And it's a little meta. And it's heartwarming at times. And Pedro Pascal is so good at acting. He's so good in this movie. Like, Nicolas Cage is nice. he's everything I needed from this movie and more. It's so ridiculous. But, like, Pedro Pascal, like, adds, like, this weightiness to it. And, like, their little, like, friendship that happens, like during the movie little bromance is wonderful uh (laughs) and it's just it's just fun like it's just like oh you don't walk away from this movie going oh yeah this is i pulled a lot from this like you get a little bit of like there's some life lessons and some uh some things to to be kind of go aw at but mostly you're just giggling it's just a silly fun time and I think that it's what the world needs because we really do appreciate our meta humor and yeah go see it because it's it's silly and fun and it makes me happy nice I'm glad that it, it, the, the movie was actually like worth worth seeing because some of the most re- some of the reason Nicolas Cage like output have been questionable at the very least. Did you ever see I think it's called Willie's Wonderland or something like that? Oh, I heard stories. Is that next it's that Netflix movie where he like literally has zero lines in the entire film. He says yeah. no words. All he does is just like brood and do things. And it's it, it is bonkers. It is strange. And then didn't he just recently, or like prior, prior to this movie, do a movie where he like tries to find a pig? I mean, probably. I think it was called Pig. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, Nicolas Cage, I get it. We, we're we all struggling out here. We need a paycheck. Having a, having a paycheck is lovely, but damn, like, some dis- say no every now and again. But I'm glad um, that this is this has worked out. For, this seems to be working out for him. Oh yeah, no, and I mean, and it, it was. Uh, I think he's just doing things that are like just fun for him now, as opposed to I need to do everything to make money, which is what he was doing for a while, and before that he was making movies that were legitimately like good. Yeah, he was like uh, he was like a a list celebrity with blockbusters at a certain point in his career. Yeah, but uh, no, but this movie, like I said, it's fun. It's silly. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and it has an eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Work. Yeah, no, it knows what's up. So those are the movies I went and saw, and they brought me joy. And I wanted to talk about them last week, but I couldn't. So I'm talking about them now. You're welcome. Yay. Next Good week we'll talk about something else in that time slot while we wait for Obi-Wan to come out. Yeah, because Obi-Wan comes out what? I think in the weeks? <laughs> like the 27th, I think. If I don't know why, if that's even correct. I just pulled that out of my ass. But um, I, I want to say it's like in a couple weeks. Like the 25th or the 27th. It's either Wednesday or Friday. And uh, then the... I think Jonathan and I had talked about this. I think it's a Friday because... I think he, I remember him making a comment like, oh, it's not like what they've been doing with other Disney Plus shows and making it on Wednesdays. Now they're doing a regular Friday thing. Yeah, so I think it got pushed because I think it was supposed to come out on the 25th and then they got pushed to the 27th. But then also Miss Marvel's coming out um, like okay, around okay. the same time. Like I think it's like a week later. It's like a, yeah, it's like a week or so later. Um, so we got June. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, so Another two thing. weeks later, or, yeah, so or a, weeks. a week and a half later. So, so yeah, that will be a that's Wednesday, a Wednesday release. Yeah, that's a Wednesday release. So, guess what? We're gonna talk about so much stuff. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut things. Because <laughs> you know we're watching both shows. So much content. Oh, because the new uh, I know, because I know I put the the trailer on there for the Obi One show, and if you guys talked about it, did you get nipple chills? I got nipple chills when I heard the Darth Vader breathing. I mean, no, <laughs> but like, yay! I was excited. It was just it was so good because it was just there, like it was just the build up, and then you just hear there, <gasps> and I was like. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Well, thanks. <laughs> you know what? All this talk about nipples. Let's throw it to Jonathan for some strict talk. You never know if nipples might be a topic that he might talk about. Well, that's know. why I said, because we're talking about nipples. Nipples seems to be a very oh, straight I you, thing. I thought you said disp- uh, instead of talking about nipples. No, instead of me talking about nipples, we'll let Jonathan talk about nipples. Or, you know, whatever straight shit he wants to talk about. Oh, please, Jonathan, talk about nipples. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Straight talk! Cool! Straight, straight talk, talk! Straight talk! Straight talk! Straight talk! It's mostly politics. And that's enough of that heterosexuality stuff. I mean, I had to deal two weeks with that. Come on. 
ten minutes. I kid. I love you, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't leave you with the heterosexual anymore. No, I prepared myself. I watched a lot of gay stuff before I got on here. I was properly buffered. <laughs> you want to watch more gay shit? Hell yes. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the nanny. It looks like the gayest of all shit. The gayest of shit. Our original drag queen. (laughs) Our original drag queen, Fran Fine. Yes, and I will say um, my apologies to our loyal loyal listeners. I promised that I would be done with season four by this week, but unfortunately, I had to nurse. a boyfriend with strep throat for the past better part of two weeks. So I only managed to get a couple episodes in, and they were today. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you can tell Shane and I are best friends. We both got sick. We got different sicknesses, but we got sick the same week. Absolutely. So I've been nursing uh, nursing a sick boyfriend for the better part of two weeks. So, But I managed to get in a couple episodes, and they were actually really fun episodes because we get some great... 90s cameos in both of these episodes that I saw. We Bette get Midler. A fucking Bette Midler. Fucking San- the head Sanderson sister herself. And we get a reprise of Heather Biblow, played by none other Pamela than Pamela Anderson. Heather Biblow. Heather Biblow. But these were uh, great episodes. These were really fun episodes. Bette Midler can, come, is coming in because she's uh, she's hosting a charity event that uh, you know Maxwell and CC are like planning and putting together, and it's like an auction event. And in that auction, uh, Fran, in an attempt to like you know be in the same room as Bette Midler, who's like I offer up my nanny services, so they all you know her the first uh, item of her auction is. Literally, Fran Fine and Bet is the auctioneer that's that auctions her off, and she ends up being bought because it's the '90s. She's she's bought by a child, of course. <laughs> and it just so happens that the child is uh, his father. Just happens to be a huge financial like investor in Maxwell's current play, or about to you know invest in his play. So Maxwell's like, "You better not fuck this up, Fran." And then Fran, Fran fucks, fucks it up, it up. <laughs> because because <laughs> the kid plays piano, and she's like, "Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna take him to Yetta's like nursing home, retirement community, and have him play the piano for the lovely residents." The kid plays piano. A guy. Loves dies. it, starts dancing, and promptly dies. Uh, traumatizing the kid. He's like, I don't want to play, I don't want to touch this instrument ever again. And I'm like, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, when you when you see the thing that you do caused a, somebody to unalive themselves, <laughs> uh, get unalived, that's uh, traumatizing. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and, and, you know, obviously in 90s, in 90s sitcom like logic the only way that he can be coaxed back into uh playing the piano was uh by the you know the allure of a lady in in this case it was gracie of course but 
It was a silly episode, and Bette Midler is in rare form in this episode. She is, like, the campiest, the most silly. Uh, she's really hamming it up. And it's, uh, you wouldn't expect anything less from a Bette Midler. It's fantastic. Love and she, it. And she was, she was, both Fran and Bette had, like, their fashion was on point this episode. They had they had designers. Oh yeah. <sighs> it late, people. It late. <laughs> it passed our bedtime. <laughs> I haven't stayed up this late in a while. The Coveys will do that. <laughs> because of the Coveys. Because of the Coveys. Uh- but yeah, and then the second episode, we get Pam Anderson reprising the role of Heather Biblow, and it's also a ridiculous uh, episode because she Heather Biblow is now on The Young and the Restless, and she offers to fly Fran and her friend Val out to Hollywood to kind of like rub their noses in her success, only to find out that she's actually really shitty. <laughs> and Surprise! The pretty lady can't act. I know it's it's that you know it's that trope that like the big you know the big chested ditzy blonde is untalented. She's only there for you know just to oogle at, but you know uh, it happens and you, it becomes very painfully clear that she's an awful actress. And Fran inadvertently gets offered a role, in fact, <laughs> to replace Heather Biblo. <laughs> And then, you know, and because, again, this is 90s logic, Maxwell hires Heather to be uh, the, to, uh, as his new nanny. Since Fran is going to be a movie, uh, you know, a soap opera star, he's going to take on Heather, Heather Biblo as the nanny. Because logic. Yeah. Sitcom logic. Yes, because yeah. Heather Biblo, known for children, known for taking care of children. I mean, Fran Fine, known for care, taking care of children. To be fair, by now she, by now she is in season four. <laughs> she, she is a professional at this point. But uh, it was just, it's just a silly episode. And there's a, there's a really tender moment at the end when, uh, you know, because Maxwell obviously doesn't really want Heather Biblo to be his nanny. In fact, it, you come to find out that it was actually Niles's idea to hire Heather Biblo just to fuck with Cece. Of course. <laughs> but, like, Maxwell's like, I really miss Fran, and he ends up going to the airport to kind of fly out to Hollywood to convince her to come home. It just so happens that Fran got fired from her job and was on her way back home anyways when she meets him at the airport. And he's like, yeah, I'm here to pick you up because, you know, I heard you were coming back from Hollywood from Niles. And she's like, I didn't take, I didn't tell Niles. He's like, your mother. She's like, I didn't tell my mom. He's like, from Yetta? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I didn't tell anybody. You're here because you love me. And he's like, yeah, I kind of missed you. And it was really tender. It was really yeah, it was really dull. It's not a fuck watch uh, moment, but it's like one of those like, oh, they like they actually really do like truly care for each other. Lovely. But well, I mean, I'm getting closer to uh, this is. I think I have like three more episodes until the end of the season or something like that. I got it. I'm real close. I know that for sure. So I will get to it and. We'll come back and report on it next week. 
Oh, bye bye. Well, um, on that note, uh, let's take a break, 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 break. Oh my God, I cannot with the housing market right now, Joanna. Have I not told you about Capital Realty Center? Oh, the premier realty group that supported and succeeded throughout the California landscape. Now I remember. If that's what you're looking for, call Kathy Johnson at 916-606-0687 to win that next bid. That's Kathy Johnson with Capital Realty Center at 916-606-0687. License number 02021378. We're back. Maxine! <laughs> now, I was listening to Race Chasers and their little music they have for Ginger Minge for the classic. I got, I had that stuck in my head. She got that country twang. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's silly. I got nothing to do. I'm so bored. <laughs> so scary. So scary. Okay. Um, let's talk about some cool things coming up. Um, yeah. The first one, sure. I People are excited, I guess. Um, Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. Comes yeah, out in December. <laughs> coming out in December. This is obviously the sequel to the, you know, the juggernaut blockbuster that was Avatar. That spawned a whole section of Disney World. It's yeah, a cool I section. Mean, I love it. I mean, it's pretty. Um, I famously have never seen the first original Avatar movie. I'm told it was fine because I've seen Pocahontas and it's basically the same movie. Yep, it's Pocahontas but blue. I mean, so I've seen it basically. I don't know. Um, will I see this? Maybe, maybe not. It's not, like, big on my to-do list. Uh, we'll see how slow December is. Um, but, I mean, it looks pretty. Yeah, I. my concern is uh-huh. that Avatar has such a huge legacy. There's, uh-huh. a lot, there's a lot riding on this for fans. There's a lot uh-huh. riding on this sequel. And my fear is that this is going to be one of those moments where the sequel is not as good as the original. Yeah. Um, Well, they're going to have to figure it out because they have like five of these planned. Yeah. That's when they announced that I was like, really did. Are people clamoring for like an avatar cinematic universe? Like, is that a thing that really people are like chomping at the bit to Oh, honey, for... people aren't. Disney is. Disney is like, we can expand our Avatar section. We can do more shit with the Avatar section because we'll have new things to throw in the Avatar section. Maybe Disneyland can have an Avatar section. Oh, yeah, no, they're they're primed and ready. I mean... They if... just need this movie to do well. I mean, if, if, if this movie does well, I mean, they've... It's... I, good on them. I just know that, like, I know even Zoe Zaldana is like, there's a lot of, I'm really concerned that this, that hopefully this is going to go well for audiences. Like, she even was like, me, I'm really, I'm, re- I'm really hoping this will work. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, 
Zoe Saldana, though, I mean, she's been a part of, like, every major movie franchise in the last, like, 20 years. I she was in Avatar. She was in Avatar. She was in uh, Guardians, so she's been part of the Marvel Universe. And then mm-hmm. I want to say she was in Star Trek. She was in the Star Trek remake. She, I forget, was in the first Pirates movie. Yep. She was in the first Pirates movie, and they were gonna, you know, expand her character, but she put out, she, I remember reading an article, and she's like, I want nothing to do with this, <laughs> with this, uh, uh, situation here, because this was toxic as fuck. Yeah. She and... was also in, um, the mega blockbuster Crossroads with Britney Spears. You're right. That's so funny that I completely <laughs> forgot that she was in the cinematic masterpiece, masterpiece that is Crossroads. Yes. Oh my god. She was and the girl from uh well, I don't know if you saw Orange is the New Black, but the girl from Orange is the New Black was on that too. Wasn't that too? She was the other friend. Oh. <sighs> I just grew several gray hairs just like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh. Anyway, right, Avatar yeah. 2 is coming out. It looks pretty. I mean, it's going to look pretty. They're going to ju- they're going to shove all the money into like a Oh, I like no, James James Cameron has already created new technology because the mocap suits didn't work underwater. And so he created new technology for the mocap suits to work underwater. I mean, good on you, bro. I mean, get it. That's why this movie didn't come out sooner. It was supposed to be they wanted it done earlier, but they were waiting for James James Cameron to create new technology. (laughs) It's like the things... In order for this movie to be made, I have to create... I have to fabricate my imagination in order for this to work the things that uh, there doesn't exist the proper tools for me to create this movie yet i have to create them work cameron james cameron yep um so that comes out in december um rolling down close to my birthday september 9th we get cobra cast season five Season five, and I, I can't remember. Are they? They're. I think they're planning to end it soon. I think it's very similar to a Stranger Things kind of deal, where they were like, "We're gonna end it before it starts getting stale." Um, I've heard. So the creators have said six seasons. That's what I vaguely remember. Yeah, six seasons, but they've also said. I mean, but if they'll let us keep making it, we may just, like, we're not, we're not against just making it until we can't anymore. I mean, it's been wildly successful. I have been a bad boy and haven't seen the fourth season yet. <gasps> you need to. It's so good. The fourth I know, season, I think, I've is my favorite. Forgotten. Yeah, I just, it just, like, completely fell out of my brain. The f- It's so good. Yeah. Ugh. No, I mean... I, I I was super excited when it when it did came out. It just like for what for you know life happens and it just like fell out of my like view. 
my peripheral, even in my peripheral. So I have to get on that. You do because this whole season, the, the, the everything they just presented for this, and it's not even a full trailer. It's just like a date drop trailer. But they give us like a little bit of what's going to happen, but all of it is contingent off of what happened in the previous season. Yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't... I mean, you watched it, but I mean, like the the trailer, but like, there's a whole journey that you need to go on. Yeah, like out of context, I'm like, okay, things happened. I just don't know what happened. <laughs> Lots of things happened. Yeah. Um. I... But yeah, well, so your your job that. is before September 9th. To watch season four. Yeah. I'll definitely get on that. Because I, I really loved the first three seasons. Had all good. the intention of watching the fourth. Just, it just didn't happen for whatever reason. But It's because we had like 95 seasons of Drag Race happening all at once. Right. And, you know, so it just happens. That it's, well, it's life. I can... I, you know, it took me what a year and a half to get into the Queen's Gambit. Like the yeah. fact that I've, the fact that I like it's actually still in my consciousness is, <laughs> is a miracle. All right, but, and and then we have our last uh, our last thing on the list, um, August twenty first. So moving even closer to where we are now, um, on HBO Max, we are getting the Game of Thrones prequel. House of the Dragon. Yep, yep, yep. I think that they've. This is, I think, the first official like trailer that they've like or teaser trailer that they've released. I know they've released like production, like photos stills. and stills. Yeah. But like, this is the first like real kind of glimpse into the world that they're uh, creating here, and uh, I'm meh. Cool. I know it was like. Did anybody really ask for this? Not after the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't think so. But, but I know. will say, the trailer, the little teaser, I'm like, alright, this does look kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, my interest is peaked. I don't have really much expectations. I mean, granted, we've... We now at this point we're about to be bestowed upon an entire season, a new season of Game of Thrones content, and have yet to hear any word about the the, the last book. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> I bet oh you knew my. it was gonna come up when you when you brought up a Game of Thrones trailer. <laughs> I literally put I almost put it down on the notes. I was almost like a Game of Thrones prequel, you know, teaser trailer. Still but no, no book. Fucking book. <laughs> Still no fucking book. So, I, I mean. just want the book. Work, I, I, George I, R. R. Martin. Literally, just work. <laughs> Get the shit He out. has been. He's been working on this shit. We'll work on a book. Nah. <laughs> but, I, I mean. It's a book. Well, you get to, you know, possibly, you get to. You, you get a, a, a whole prequel ser- uh, series, so I guess that's going to have to tide you over for the time being. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Oh, baby. Nah. <clears throat> but uh, I think that's the end, my friend. I think we did it. We made it to the end. We did. We got, we got there. We got there fine. We got there. And... Uh, I'd like to say thank you. 
for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send <clears throat> you can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. You can follow us on the Instagrams and the TikToks at Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can also listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. Uh, follow Joanna at uh, Show Eat Snow 2006. You can follow me at uh, PianoMan underscore zero five. And uh, hit up Natalia at the Third Rule Creative. Uh, and then uh, I don't know why I'm doing my Stewie uh, voice, but uh, <laughs> hit up Jonathan at uh, Join Sound. Rate us at Ripple. Give us a subscription. Okay, yes, yeah, so you can do it. I was gonna say, um, <laughs> so you're fi- you're hitting that point where you're gonna like murder. I'm a going dog. ultra, right? I'm going ultrasonic. <laughs> supersonic, but, I'm supersonic. But yeah, tell your friends. I think we're cool. <laughs> Somebody's gotta think cool. we're cool. <laughs> yeah, tell them, tell them we're cool. Tell them listen to us. I think we're cool. Uh, yeah. Um, and goal for next week. Joanna will have opinions on multiverse of madness. <laughs> because I'll be free! <laughs> I will be outside. <laughs> I want to break free.